Welcome to the Journal of Biophilic Design podcast. Many thanks for joining us on the Journal of Biophilic Design today. Um, first of all, just a reminder that we have our printed and ebook versions of the Journal of Biophilic Design, which are now published, and you can buy directly on our website, journalofbiophilicdesign.com, or on Amazon. And um, I've actually got a hard copy here, so people are watching this on YouTube. You can see it. It's lovely. It's you can hear that it's a lovely hard copy there's over 130 pages of full color um information about plants and the environment and acoustics and the science behind biophilic design biophilic cities and well-being and lots of other things as well um the uh next edition is focused on home and we are featuring a project in there by a fantastic biophilic design interior designer um nuria munoz uh, who we are thrilled to have with us today um, first of all, Nuria, many thanks for joining us today. <laughs> many thanks, Ness, for letting me be here. It's really great honor to be here, surrounded by all the listeners and viewers and enthusiasts of biophilic design and advocates. And yeah, so it's really, I'm really, really thrilled to be here. Oh, that's lovely. Thank you. Um, well, um, people go to our website, so I'm going to put her, her link to her site on our um, on our on our on the blurb that goes with the podcast. She's a well-being interior designer, consultant, speaker, and educator. She's based in Valencia, in Spain, uh, she, but she works all over the world. Uh, she founded Habitomonia, right. um, a, a consulting, advocating, and design studio that offers both B2B and B2C uh, services. She's won loads of awards, which we're going to talk about shortly, and is passionate about our beautiful planet, the design interiors um, that respect our world um, and bring harmony and happiness to the families who who live in them. Um, Nuria, many thanks. And can you start by telling us maybe a little bit about yourself? Because you've come to design um, in the design world, um, but you've kind of you've kind of taken like a sidestep. So um, can you tell us a little bit about that, please? <laughs> yes, uh, thank you. Yeah, it's a great question because many people don't know why why this happened. So yeah, um, let's start from the beginning. I was I grew up in a little town in the Basque Country in the north of Spain, surrounded by mountains. That nature has been always surrounded by me. I went to school in the mountains, so wow. I know I know now the benefits that this school had on me. So it's it's really great. I, and my parents took uh, the opportunity to put me there, and by the age of eighteen, I wanted to be an interior designer, but. My father was an interior designer brand himself. So he said, no, 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 you go to do something more serious, Nuria. You don't go to do interior design. You can do something something else. So yeah, and this was not my passion, but uh, I went to uh, to do business management, economics, and marketing in Bilbao. This is uh, a, a city in the north of Spain. So I did that. I'm not, I was not very happy about it, but okay, I finished it. By the end of the of these studies, I met my husband. He's a Dutch guy living in Belgium. And this is, yeah, this is love. And I went with him to, to, to live in Belgium. Once I was living in Belgium, I started, first of all, many multinationals. I only could speak English and Spanish. So the possibilities not, were not so big in, in Belgium for me. And I decided to okay to study the languages there. This could be easier for me to to get something, another opportunities. So when I was studying already Dutch and, and French, I said 
now it's my time. I was pregnant with my first daughter. I have three little, three, no, three big kids right now. My first daughter and I took a break, a break of uh, almost three years. Through this break, I went to school and I studied interior architecture. So I took my, that uh, subject that I, it was my passion when I was a kid, I, re, I did it in, in Belgium. And through that passion, um, yeah, it was a bit of a, of a, uh, yeah, of a strange uh, process. I was uh, on maternity leave and for three years almost, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> quite a long, but okay, I, I was studying and um, we got the opportunity, my husband and I, to take over the business of my parents-in-law, which they were agents in fashion. Wow. So a fashion agency selling different uh, brands and uh Okay, it sounded great. Something with fashion, fashion design. I thought, okay, this this could work, and that's what we started doing. So yeah, selling different brands and yeah, making it bigger. We went uh, all the way to creating eight different shops and so retail. And in the meantime, I was not only doing this job, and it was quite a stress uh, stressy job. I also. Uh, I was educating people on interior design. I was helping retailers on interior design because this was already my my passion. And I actually did some of the uh, yeah the showroom we had. I did it myself and some other uh, yeah some other shops retail concepts. So it was in me. It was I knew this was something in me. But the let's say the the uh, there was a problem or a problem something. Something, something came through my path and this was a course which is called sustainability in fashion so what happened with this my eyes went wide open I started to learn about what was climate change what were, what were we doing with her with her yeah with these activities with yeah you know that the fashion industry is one of the most polluting uh, yeah. um, industries so I just went into this you know like very, very negative spiral. Like, what am I doing? Is this the job I want to do in my life? And this was the cause of all the rest. So by learning about sustainability in fashion, I heard about biophilic design. And I just heard about it. And I, start, I started yeah, learning about it, reading about it. And by 2018, I had a burnout. This, uh, you know. So many things going on, retail, very demanding prices. It's all about prices, money. And uh, yeah, I had a lot of people working for us and it was quite, quite a very demanding job. So I had a burnout and this was my turning point. I I went to a coach to help me to, to go through this process. And she was very straightforward. Like, okay, Nuria, you know, what's what's your dream? What do you want to do in your life? At the beginning, I was like, oh, I have nothing. Oh, what am I going to do? But uh, yeah, after a few talks with her, I said, I know. I really know what I do. But I, 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 I don't think this is something for me. She said, okay, you know, coaches, they can just help you get all the best of you. <laughs> really, really thankful to her. And so what came out was that I wanted to go back to Spain with my family. And I want to start a company on that on biophilic design how what i didn't have really a structure but that's that was the aim to do something good for the planet it was enough of destroying so many things in the planet i wanted to do something good for yeah for for the future of my kids and yeah. for the future of 
nature as well, because we are nature. So that's when I started thinking about going back to Spain. This was the beginning of 2019. And something happened in 2019. There was this, this uh, wind trade uh, global uh, thing. And I went, uh, yeah, I was invited to go there. This is a networking uh, event. And I just I just pitched about it. I had nothing, but I just pitched it. Because I knew that I had to, to spread the word somehow. And that would be, give me a bit of, of a hurry. Like, okay, you have to start. If you just say it, you will have to do it. You, you put it in the universe, you will have to do it. So that's what happened. I, I went uh, into the podium. I, I pitched my, my project. I said, next year I will be here and I will show you my company. And that's what happened. That's uh, in 2020, no, 22, because of COVID, I won an award on WinTrade about the company. So this was like, wow. And that's what we did. We, we moved to, to uh, Spain and I started my own company. And yeah, this happened when COVID started. So it was a big challenge again. Gosh. And what I did was just doing it online. So I did a lot of consultations and a lot of co-creations uh, on projects, residential mainly, online. And this helped me to, yeah, to get my own programs and my own uh, yeah, way of working. So that's a little bit my background. <laughs> Whereas I just um, people look to your website, they'll see that you're you can tell that you design um, from your heart and that you're designing for the well-being of the people. But you can tell tell that you have such a respect for nature and the planet. So you can it's really interesting. So I didn't know that I didn't I didn't I didn't know that full story of your journey. But the the key thing was like to do the right thing for the planet. And I and I love that how it's all just come full circle. So um, I do want to ask you now about biophilic design on its own. So yes. um why do you think it's important that we create interiors that um, that incorporate biophilic design? That's a great question. Yes, it's not just important; it's necessary. It's really necessary. Uh, it's not about um, it's not anymore about making beautiful things. Beautiful things are great things, but it's about uh, how are we going to to be in the future. We are seeing what we're doing with uh, with the planet. What's going on with climate change? And I think that by knowing and by implementing biophilic design in residential in homes, we start to reconnect again with nature. That's something that we, we don't have it anymore. There is no connection. We, we forgot about connection. We are living in spaces which are gray, full of, of uh, yeah, just gray. This is the way I see it, gray spaces. And, and implementing biophilic design, we know that by doing that, we, we start to care about, about plants about nature about soil about air about all the elements and that's it for me it's it's just that uh re the reconnection for me it's the keyword the way to to yeah that's 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 why i think it's important no it's necessary that we do it it's necessary for the future of the planet yeah that's it that's lovely it's essential you're right absolutely that's just a pretty perfect answer um <laughs> I mean, what do you think are the, the main benefits um, of biophilic design for families? Um, obviously, because we're, we're talking about home in this in this one. I mean, we, there's lots of things we could talk about on with you. I mean, because we, we know each other. Listeners, we've known each other for a while. So we could talk about lots of things. Um, but actually, because this, this issue is about home, um, the next issue of the journal biophilic design issue two is home. Um, can you give us an example, maybe, of somewhere where you've um, installed um, a design somewhere that's been a sort of a biophilic design? 
um, in in a home and how it, you know and what the positive impact has been on that family. Okay, I can talk about one of the projects which has been a, a it's, it's award kind of awarded and yeah. it's it's a, a biophilic home. I call it like that. These the people living there uh, had a lot of stress, a lot of stress, and yeah, this was the key point, you know. So, what are the benefits? Uh, yeah, the benefits of biophilic design, as we all know, they have we have benefits on health, on the well-being, on the happiness of the people by implementing it through elements or the patterns or whatever the technique you want to use. So. Uh, what's very important in in residential is to start to get to know the people who are asking you, yeah, this uh, this project. So it's not only making a little survey, but it's getting under their skin and being a psychologist, kind of like really understanding: are they introverts? Are they extroverts? Are there uh, any? Uh, yeah, these are the aha moments in a in a process of uh, of uh, biophilics and survey, as I call it. People start talking about, yeah, my kid has, uh, I don't know, ADHD, or my kid has is having problems with migraines. So these are health issues which are coming up, and and that's where we can, yeah, we can call us like you know, like space doctors or house doctors, or I know you have something called like that, don't you? Yes, <laughs> doctors, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. it's a great word. There, it summarizes everything we heal people by introducing this uh, these techniques by feeling design and well-being interior design so and um and, and you are asking me for an example there was this this house this is a house in uh in nature beautiful house but they wanted to renovate it it didn't it didn't look nice it was made out of of uh, wood but the floor, for example, was tiles were really gray, very ugly tiles, and it was not warm. It's it was really not uh, welcoming. So by surveying these people, the first of all, which came out was stress they had. They had very stressful jobs, and also one of the kids had some problems of uh, ADHD and dyslexia and all these bad things. So uh, the aim was first of all make people feel less stressed and then yeah the matter of, of the kid so create a room for the kid which would be less uh, or more welcoming for him so the kid what we what I did was actually use the right colors like uh, very clear greens and make a lot of uh, yeah storage because he had toys everywhere and and that's it. The clutter, you know what clutters clutter makes to us. So yeah, first of all was taking care of clutter, creating the storage spaces, and then uh, creating the right biophilic mood. So by the colors, by putting the plants, I introduced a soundscape so he could when he was studying, he was using that certain sounds um, and. All all these little suggestions were like astonishing for them, especially for the kid. He could he could uh, concentrate better in his room. Of course, not to tell you the natural connection with nature. So they had to have a uh, their their connections with the with the outside. So what actually I did is taking into account all these patterns and all these um, yeah all these 
the patterns of biophilic design when one by one with with them and we try to implement most of them but this is i always say this is not biophilic interior design it's not just checking all the patterns it's it's much more than that it's getting the psychologies understanding them so yeah i think i went too too far to the your quest to to your question is that no it's perfect it's actually because that's it you know the whole thing with biophilic design is it should be a holistic um approach to design it should be uh, to building to whatever it is whatever intervention that we do to create a better environment whether that's in a city we should know about what the user and i'm going to say this because people are you know check listing things but you know who are who's going to use that who what's the personality type like you just mentioned you know are they are they extroverts are they introverts do they need you know, even we're all on that spectrum sometimes we're all on like you know sometimes we, we want to be with everybody and then other times we just want quiet time so being able to zone and and all these all these things that we kind of like like you said you know you kind of have you know these patterns of biophilic design you know the zoning the, the soundscape the thing but actually if you're if you're designing intuitively you would design like this because this is how we are um so i think i think that's it's lovely i think the designs that you do and the colored ways and everything is is, is beautiful what, yeah. what, what do you think are the main challenges when we're trying to implement some aspects of biophilic design you know are some aspects more challenging than others do you think i'd say it's about a mindset it, challenges are big especially with this biophilic design to implement biophilic design i see it, uh mindset challenges like some of the customers have uh, this challenge like thinking about uh yeah that's not for us that's a greenwashing uh oh, it's it's about putting some plants in the in the thing i can do that myself or uh this is very expensive it, how much is going to cost me or no, there is there is mindset in in I see mainly in 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 uh, residential people think that this is or either greenwashing or either something which has been invented to earn more money or either something that it's not for them or either something which is just about plants and it's like a movement it's like a, you know like we have the different styles in the interior design this is another style. But I'm, uh, no, this is nothing to do with the style. We can, we can use all types of styles and introduce biophilic design on, on it. So the challenge is to do that, to make people aware, make them aware of, of that. What are the benefits of biophilic design? That it's it's about our health, it's about health of the planet. And, and that's, that's mainly the challenge. So it's not about a concrete room or concrete space. I think it's it's about the way we communicate and that's our challenge as interior designers to make people understand that it's not just about something nice but it's something that's going to help you with your your health and your well-being and your happiness and so that's that's main challenge i think that's uh yeah that mainly that yeah um yeah something i I wanted to talk about it. Uh, I went to a fair here um, in Spain. So I went to a fair of uh, furniture a few weeks ago with uh, my students. I have constantly students coming from the Netherlands mainly. And they do their last year to do some uh, some uh, some studies of biophilic design, which I love to teach them. And we did a survey. We said, okay, there are 500 exhibitors there. We're going to do a survey. Let's see how many of them ever heard about biophilic design i'm not saying they know about heard about it but 500 people only two people from 500 exhibitors i'm sorry only two 
exhibitors knew about it, which was, wow, it's, it's, there is so much to do there, so much work to do there. So when you tell me what challenges, there are big challenges here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, awareness. There's awareness and education and, you know, um, yeah. And also it's making, helping them experience it as well, isn't it? How we get to reach these people and actually have them experience a biophilically enhanced environment um and then realize oh hang on a minute this is this is a key this is this could be a turning point for for their business for their net zero um ambitions and everything else um you know and 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 our well-being and mental health and and also the economic the bottom line as well because obviously it saves saves money on staff turnover and all this thing and and productivity and all that all those things things so interconnected connected as you said it's holistic it has to do also with hunger in uh, in africa and it's 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 really big it's not just interior design or or architectural uh it's 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 connection when we are part where when we are understanding what we are nature that it's not out there but we are ourselves nature and uh, we can make something there like you know you, you look outside and you see the flowers and the bees and the bees are are there in this this little world of themselves and they're helping the flowers and they're helping the next the ecosystem grow and and, and function we are also that so yeah that's a uh, yeah yeah we should important. be like you say we should be a positive cog rather than yes. like you know sort of like sucking nature dry and sucking our environments dry and you know sort of clearing spaces and trees to stick up a concrete building we should actually be thinking well why can't we be a bee <laughs> you know why can't we sort of you know also have a you know more of a sensitive way of um of living in in our landscape um and you know that's the start obviously from market from an architectural point of view um but then the interiors need to need to um need to complement our minds and our beings um you know and our physical you know our actually physical our biology our biology needs to connect to nature and it needs to have an environment that is um that sustains everything um on all, all aspects um i do want to talk to you about this beautiful um interior design project that you've done in belgium um and you've you've won you, you finalist in the uh golden trezzini awards in 2022 for best implemented private house interior design project um, it's really wonderful and it's, it's featured in the second edition of the journal of biophilic design which people can get if they just got to this part point in the in the podcast you can get it on our website journalbiophilicdesign.com you can also get it on amazon there's a hardback version on amazon as well and and there's an ebook version too so um, but this is a bit of a digression but can you uh obviously that's good so they'll be able to look at it and look at the pictures there but could you tell us about the um project nuria um can you tell us um you know what was the house like before you you took on the design and and what what you did with the owners Okay, I'll walk you through a little bit of the process and the design. So, it it was a it was a great house from the beginning in the looks, like from the outside. It's placed in the middle of nature with a, a like a little forest around uh, surrounded, and it's um, uh, it's a passive house. It so passive house completely. Yeah, everything is it's it's good. It's good in the books, but when you got in, it didn't give you this great sensation, even if it was made out of wood inside, because first of all, the colors they used were awful. Uh, there, there was not <laughs> how it was in the beginning. There was no, didn't feel good. Then uh, the flow of the house was not right. The, the, they had to go 
surrounding all the house to go to the bedrooms. So we, we did some changes in the staircases. We opened up one uh, one room. We added a window for the connection to the outside. We I also suggested the passive houses should be closed. You know, you have, you have very this hermetic uh, windows, three three triple windows, like really really high standard, but when you put it all all closed, you don't have that connection anymore to, to nature and you're not getting this yeah, great air. You are surrounded by trees, so you should also get these this, uh, benefits from them. So I, I suggested them to, to open them, to to be aware of that, of, of you know, it's it's about co-creation. I always co-create with them. So I explain them about biophilics and what are the benefits, why should we put an, an wooden uh, floor and, um, and make everything like, like in wood because it was great to have wood and then walk on the walls but when you walked was really uh yeah it sounded like hollow when not not good exactly and um so we did we start with this oak wood uh we we did the flow and uh another important thing was okay i i did this survey which is uh, you're extrovert, you're introvert, you like people in, you're, you like people, you're, you're, they enjoy, the, and the couple enjoyed people coming in in their homes and having parties. And so the, the kitchen was also not, not ready for that. So I added an extra, like a bar in wood where people could sit and have a glass of wine or whatever and, and just sit around the kitchen. So very simple, very simple things, but all with wood. And then uh, we also talked about uh, which furniture do you already have? Can we recuperate some of the uh, furniture? It's not only about buying the new stuff and buying the, that's something I, I love doing with my customers, just taking profit of what they have because it's it's nice to, to yeah, we don't need to buy everything new. So we did um, take some of the old, uh, there was a, a very nice uh, cupboard, which was coming from a bakery, from the husband, whatever. So we put it in the middle of the dining room. It was very like an eye catcher there. So uh, yeah, those, those were the, the main things. Of course, we use natural products. We use natural uh, painting, uh, sustainable products as much as we could. Not, not all the time. That's quite uh, challenging sometimes. We can use sustainable uh, materials. But as far as we could, we did that. And um yeah, uh, but nice about it is the, the comments of them. They, they were saying like, once you, everything was done, we we could feel so great in that house. We were really relaxed because they were, they were having lots of stress. And also all their friends, when they came in, they were all saying like, oh, this is such a peaceful space and we feel so good and we love coming back and back and back. So just by introducing little elements in the uh, at the entrance and 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 playing with colors and with materials, so all that and and teaching them about biophilics and what was so important for them to do when people are coming to just put scent of these when people are are coming or for your kid you you use this scent to be a bit more calm or use lavender in your bedroom, all these little little tips made them uh, feel good. So yeah. You know, you, you can do something good with big money, but also with little money in biophilic design. And this was a middle range. Um, it was a big house, so it was a bit costly, but it was not a high range uh, product. And, and at the end, this is good because you can also have great benefits from that with uh, 
with not so much money. So that's that's a good thing about it. Yeah, absolutely. And I like the fact that you've sort of incorporated their old furniture as well, where you could and, you know, and sort of made it for eye catch. You made it, an eye, you know, made it a main feature and stuff. So it kind of brought history in and family elements and they're really nice. Again, holistic approach. So it's lovely. I bet they really loved it, didn't they? I bet when when it was all done, I bet yes. they're kind of, you know, your feedback must be like, oh, it's fantastic. We love it here. And, you know, they're, they're really, really, really happy about it. It's 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 great, you know. But the good thing about it is that they also learn about about but by feeling design. So they do get that connection with nature. They they learn that, and and that's double win for me. It's not just that it looks nice and it feels good, but it, they also are advocates of by feeling design now. So great. That's nice. I was thinking yeah. as well. It must make them a happier family. You know, like you said, you put a bar in there, so you're kind of creating this space where they can all sit and talk and chat and. Um, and like you, you always mention this sort of well-being. You know, it's like a big mantra for you, isn't it? This sort of the well-being and the health. So, like, there's also the health of a family, isn't it? That intercommunication. Hence, you looking at their personalities and stuff. That's it. That's it. It's um, it's something um, yeah, which I take to, to my, a lot in, into account is the creating connectivity with people. That's very important. You know, that for for our well-being, it's so important to be connected to people. This makes us happy. So, how do we create a home? where we can get people inside or, or get connected with people. Do I have to put a bench outside to, to invite people to sit uh, next to the... So all these little things made the house just perfect from the, for them. As I say, it's a co-creation. So I also learn a lot from them. And this, I have to do the research. Okay, they have these problems. Maybe I have to go and, and do some search on, on that. So lovely. It's, uh, it's always great. It's uh, it's nice to do residential. It's fantastic. It's lovely. And um, we're well, sort of talking of that. Um, you know, you sort of you help people understand about their homes and things. I mean, you've just uh, launched a book, haven't you? Um, can you tell us about that and where people can get hold of it as well? Okay, <laughs> thank you for asking that one. Yes, I created. Uh, it's called the Complete Wellbeing uh, Interior Design Guide. It's a step-by-step guide, let's say. And this is my working process, actually. I wanted to, as I've told you, I, I want I want to make big impact. People know about biophilic design, well-being design. And I thought if I if I just publish that job I do and the knowledge I have, and I guide people step by step in an easy way through what I do, my process, my program, more people will be uh, will be uh, you know advocates by feeling this hand or will understand it or at least even if they implement some of the elements that I put there, really fine. So yeah, it's it's my way of working. It's my program. It, I, I use um, uh, by feeling this hand, of course. All what neuroscience is telling us. So uh, neurodesign, uh, the well standards are there as well, so that they they are aware of okay air and and all these elements that are uh, we're talking about so it's it's very easy to to use guide it's you go through 22 elements they're interconnected and in each chapter you have a working sheet so you can also go and, and move forward so the first part of it it's about um the yeah the standards or the the basics of interior design so i teach people how to just do a, a scaled uh, room so how to do it in an easy way wow. or, or how to do your uh 
when we're talking about personalities, okay, which is your personality? If you're A or B or C, you should do more this or that or that. Or even ask them, uh, I ask them to do a, how is it called? Uh, a daily um, daily um, blog, let's say. A, a daily journal. Uh, okay, yeah, journal. a daily journal. Yeah, like daily journal. What do you do in the morning? Where do you sit? Where do you have your cup of coffee? Where do you do this? Where would you like, would you like to do some yoga? You still don't do yoga, but would you like to? Where would you like to do it? So that they, they keep a track on their daily uh, lives during a week and add things that they would like to do during the day. So this, oh, this nice. way we are co-creating something for a better future for them. So if I create a space where maybe they, they like doing some yoga and they still don't have that space, if we create that, I will push them somehow to do yoga. Or for example, for kids, some some parents tell me, yeah, but my, my kids, they don't read too much. Okay, let's create like a little bookcase next to their room that maybe they're they're attracted to to read a little bit more. So that's that's it. That's the this ebook, but it's a really a step-by-step ebook. Yeah, can call it a book. It's um it's a it, it's right now in my website. And uh, you get through it by downloading a free checklist. So there is a checklist with all the elements. And if you want to learn more, then you get the, this ebook. You get a chance to buy this ebook. So that's how it's working. Okay, that's lovely. And so it's on your website. Can you tell us your website? So if someone's out there running around, they can they can maybe Google it while they're talking. <laughs> okay, it's www.habitharmonia. And this is H A B I. T A R M O N I A and dot com. Sorry, and this is the, the 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 name of Habit Harmonia comes from Habitat and Harmony, so I made it Habit Harmonia. So for those, yeah, just just Google around, Beautiful. and that's what uh, what it's this uh, ebook about. It's to yeah to teach people and to 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 motivate people to do it in the right way, more consciously by reconnecting with nature, by taking care of the planet and themselves and their families of course that's lovely well that's really nice well i'm, I'm gonna have a look and uh, download <laughs> and, and see if i can up, upgrade this the, the elements of this house that i need to do <laughs> um, so, lovely is there anything else that you'd like to add nero before i come to the last question Yes, there is something I'm working right now on. It's uh, there are two projects I'm working on, and these are have nothing to do with residential. These working spaces, and there are working spaces in uh, the fashion world, as you already heard about it. I am coming from the fashion world, and so I've been helping many retailers on creating shops and showrooms, and. Uh, I see now the necessity. We see the necessity of uh, implementing it in the working spaces. And as I have this background on the fashion industry, I have created these two. I'm, I'm about to finish these two projects, biophilic design projects, on working spaces, and I will be putting them in the also in the website to show what is, which were the challenges, how deep we did it, the renders already are there, and then what are the features of biophilic design in these projects for people to understand better why it's biophilic design. So it will be also a bit of a, yeah, a bit of educating also people about it. 
That's fantastic. Well, great. Well, good luck on that new new journey. Um, so then come to the final question that I ask everybody at the end of these podcasts. And I'm I'm really intrigued to hear how what you what you're gonna say. So um if you could paint the world with a magic brush of biophilia, what would it look like? I love this question, Ness. Every time I hear it, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> It's a great question, and I tell you the truth, it's the one that I had more difficulties with. But uh, for me, if I could just think about a, a biophilia world, would be people talking the same language, people understanding this language of biophilia. This is it. If people would know what we're talking about, if they would just get connected to nature, if they would go more to, to nature, we wouldn't be here talking about what is important. They would feel it themselves. As we said, if you feel it yourself, yourself, you know what it is. I, I've been through a, a kind of a depression and burnout before a few years ago, and this was my healing. I worked every day three hours in nature, so this helped me to feel much easier than just having pills and uh, all this stuff. So, for me, it's a world where this is a common language and yes it will look green full of trees we have a beautiful cities and but we understand what we're doing in all levels and and that's for me uh how it would look like yeah thank you for listening to the journal of biophilic design podcast